the Gospel of Matthew. It says, Don't worry then, saying, What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word this morning. You know, this is one of those passages that for me is a life passage. It's one of those passages that I have lived out of since I was a little boy. I heard it many, many times when I was in Sunday school, and I must say there's something to having Sunday school for children because it stuck with me. And I had great Sunday school teachers, and God's Word was planted in my heart at that time. I may have drifted far from Him, but because His Word was there, I was brought back. I can remember one time whenever I just really claimed this promise because you see my uh, father, uh, he had several nervous breakdowns and there was one time whenever he'd gotten back home from the hospital and he wouldn't get out of bed and go to work. He just wanted to stay in bed every day. And I didn't get the memo, but my mom had been told to be tough with him. And so I didn't know why she was saying the things that she said whenever I would be waking up in the morning and I would hear my mother ranting and raving at my father and threatening to leave him and me and my sister and uh, just go somewhere else. And I remember thinking, okay, and I was like nine years old. And I remember thinking, man, if she does that and my dad won't get out of bed, what's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to me and my little sister? And I remembered this passage and I said, okay, now the Bible says not to worry about what we're going to eat or what we're going to drink or what we're going to wear, that my heavenly father knows that I need these things. And so I remember just praying, Lord, what's going to happen? Please take care of me. And then the Lord just kind of opened my eyes. Because whenever my dad was in the hospital and my mom was away with him, we were farmed out to uh, my aunt more than anything else. And you know, it was great living with my aunt. I mean, we got breakfast every morning. I mean, she loved us. She took good care of us. I had cousins to play with. It was a cool place to be. And so I thought, okay, so I guess worst thing scenario was maybe I get to go live with my Aunt Opal Day. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) And then I thought, well, you know, if she can't handle us, I've got two sets of grandparents that are really, really neat, and they're not going to let me starve. And all of a sudden, I began to see, you know, God's got it all under control. He's got contingency plans in place already. So I just said, okay, mom, when you leaving? You know, I mean, it's just a, 
it was all taken care of then. So, uh, uh, and she never did, you know. So I wound up having a fairly normal life apart from a few other things. But, uh, but that, see, I just didn't get the memo. And I was really scared for a while until I claimed this passage and realized later on, yeah, I lived out of this my whole life. When Sheridan and I wound up married, and uh, uh, because we married so young and against our parents' wishes, uh, my folks said, well, you're big enough to do that. You're big enough to take care of yourself. When we moved in together to set up housekeeping, we had we moved into college housing. We had $38 between the two of us. The first month's rent was paid, and neither one of us had a job. But we knew the Lord was going to take care of us, you know. Uh, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or you know, what you're going to wear. The Lord knows you need these things. And, and you know, it was tough. We did go one time. We went three days without eating. And uh, I remember us laying there in bed. The last thing we ate together made us sick because we just scrounged together everything in the icebox. And so it must not have been good. But uh, anyway... I remember we were just, we were young and uh, it was an adventure and we knew it was going to be okay, but we were laying there sick in bed together saying, man, wouldn't some barbecue chicken be good right now? No, 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 no. Strawberry shortcake, you know? And, uh, and, and you know what? As we were laying there torturing each other, there was a knock on the door and uh, it was my parents had just happened to drive all the way over a hundred miles So they were just driving around, thought they'd stop by and see how we were doing. And uh, they asked if we might be interested in going to eat. And I looked at Chris and said, well, what do you think? I said, oh, I guess so. You know, (laughs) so we went to eat. We both got steaks. Sharon usually eats like a little bird. She cleaned her plate. There was nothing left of that meal except a ball of tinfoil that had once covered a baked potato. And uh, But anyway, the Lord got us through that time. And uh, so he has uh, gotten us through times. It's not that it hasn't been scary from time to time, but this, we've always been able to make it through. And so I think this passage comes at a wonderful time uh, in the, our history and in this congregation's history because there are some of you facing scary things right now, facing those th- very things that the Lord said, don't be worrying about these things because I know what you need and I care for you. Don't worry. Your heavenly father knows what you need. But then it's not that we just sit back and say, and sit at home, say, okay, my heavenly father knows what I need. He's going to bring it to my door. No, he doesn't tell us to do that. Some people think that that's what he's saying there. That's not what he's saying at all. But he does tell us something to do. He says, don't worry about these things, but instead, what does it say to do? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Seek first his kingdom. 
He's just gotten through talking about uh, his kingdom and thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This is what we're supposed to be living out of. You see, the Lord is continuing to unpack his sermon as we go through it here. And so he says, instead of worrying about what you need, seek his kingdom first and his righteousness. And what is his righteousness? That's living the way God intended you to live. Living the life that he has called you and created you to live. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Interestingly, whenever people wind up in straits uh, financially, maybe they lose their job or something else, many times it's like, okay, I've got to put this God stuff aside for a while and I've got to get something done here. And they may do something ungodly or may fall into something or seek employment somewhere where they know God wouldn't really approve of them being. And yet they do it. Uh, because they they got to, I'm worried about what I, you know, I got to put food on the table. I got to do this. Overarching everything else, seek his kingdom first and his righteousness. Seek that first. Keep that first. And everything else is going to fall into place. And so it's not that you do nothing It's just as you go about doing those things that you know you're supposed to be doing, you keep him first in everything that you're doing. And where does this all start? It starts with the fact that God created you with a purpose and a plan. And what he calls you to do first, some people think that the only way you can really be godly is to be a preacher or to work real hard in church. No, We are called to be his in every area and every avenue of our lives. And so it starts with just you being you and not your copy uh, cutter, your cookie cutter mold of someone else. You. It starts with you realizing that God created you with value and he created you with a purpose And he has a life for you. And what you are called to be before you're called to be anything else is to be just the best you for him that you can be. The best you for him that you can be. Not trying to please other people, not trying to do what they want you to do, but what you know, you know, he he didn't, it's not, he doesn't love your potential. He doesn't love who uh, somebody else wants you to be. It's you. He did, you know, there's a, a book written a long time ago, God didn't create no junk. When God created you, he didn't create junk. He created you and you're just you. And it's you that he wants, not some facsimile of somebody else. You. With warts and all, he loves you just exactly the way you, not when you get 10 pounds lighter, not whenever you get this done or that done, but you right now, where you are, that's the person that he really loves. That's where it starts. 
and everything else unpacks from that. Yes, you're supposed to seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. Part of his righteousness is being who you are, where you are. If you're a husband, then part of his righteousness is you're supposed to be the best husband that you can be. If you're a wife, he's calling you to be the wife that he called you and created you to be. If you're a parent, you've been called to be the best parent that you can be. If you're a child, you're called to be the best child you can be, the best student you can be. You're called to be the best grandparent that you can be, the best uh, whatever roles that you find yourself in, where you are, he is calling you to bloom where you are planted. And yes, if uh, you're uh, if you don't have a job and uh, and and you're the guy and you're supposed to be the provider for your household, uh, he wants you to put him first when you're looking for your job. You're supposed when you're and whenever you're uh, seeking a job, that's part of being a seeker. Is seeking employment. If you're a husband or a father, you're supposed to be providing for your family. And so, uh, but whenever you're seeking, you seek him first before you go seeking. If you're a, a wife or a, or if you're a mom and uh, you, you're a husband and wife, you're a teen. And y'all have things that you need to be doing together. Maybe both of you, you're in a place where you have plans and, and you're both working. And, uh, and, that's, and it's important that you both have work. Then that's, that's fine. But before, whatever you need a job, you seek him first. And ask him, Lord, what should I be doing? Uh, be the best you for him that you can be and be living your life for him. I can remember the first time I ever lost a job, uh, J.C. Penney's. I can't tell you the whole story right now, but I just wasn't cut out to be in home furnishings and peace goods. Uh, I, 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 I just, I really hated my job, but uh, the Lord was gracious and he let other people see that I wasn't cut out for that. And they sent me home uh, with a, about a month's pay. And said, one of these days you'll thank, thank us for this. And I, I can't go into, but it turns out that yes, that was the best thing that could have happened for me because I sat down and I thought, well, you know what? I really didn't like my job. I threw up before I went to work every morning. Uh, I hated my job. So what does the Lord have in store for me now? And I made a T chart and I put all the things I hated about my job on one side, all the things I wanted in the job on the other side. And then I asked myself, okay, prayerfully, I asked myself, what is it that I can do with the uh, experience that I have at the age that I am, with the education that I have? And lo and behold, Benny Acosta's speech just jumped from my, my page over there on the, on the side with the things I wanted in a job. Benny Acosta had given a speech at A&M in our public speaking in Spanish class in Spanish about why I want to be an insurance adjuster. I had outlined his speech. Whoa! And it was just such a revelation. I want to be an insurance adjuster. I don't think anybody else ever had that epiphany, but I had that epiphany. And I went in and uh, 
I, uh, so I thought, okay, this is what I need to do. I can do this. So I took the Houston Yellow Pages and I made a list of all the insurance companies that had uh, 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 claims departments. And uh, the first, and my, 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 well, first of all, my, my list was in alphabetical order because it got out of the phone book. I started at the top and went down. And so the first name on the list was Aetna Life and Casualty, 2505 Fannin. I walked in the door that morning and I told this guy, I want to be an insurance adjuster. He said, really? Like he'd never had anybody come in off the street and want that. I said, yeah. He gave me a bunch of tests. I did real well on his test. He sent me upstairs. Met, I met the claim supervisor. He introduced me to the claim superintendent. He introduced me to the claims manager. I walked out that afternoon. First stop I made with a company car an expense account making $400 a year more than my department manager at uh, J.C. Penney's was making after having been with them for seven years. And I thought, there is a God in heaven, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord, I got fired, you know. Uh, and so, and I loved what I did. And there's not a thing that was involved in that that didn't uh, doesn't come into play in helping me now. I had to know law. I had to know banking. I had to know business. I had to know construction. I had to know security. Had to know contracts. Had to know how to negotiate. Uh, how to uh, handle personnel before it was all over. And had to know human nature. And so much more. Everything. Uh, and it's all come into play. Because you see... I had the part down about don't worry about these things. But at that point, I didn't have the part down about seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'd missed that part. Whenever I started doing that, then he told me he wanted me to be a preacher. And I said, no, no, guys, not no, Lord, not that, you know. And But that's what he called me to be. And he redeemed my past and everything that had gone on before he used in my career that he had for me. And that's what he'll do for you. He will redeem your past. But seek him first in everything that you do. Be the best retiree, the best grandpa, the best grandma, whatever he has called you to be. Be the best for him. Seek first his kingdom in all of this. And he will help you. He will provide for you. He will make sure that you have everything that you need. There's a, the thing is, I've had so many times in the past where I've been up against the wall and I haven't known which way I was going to turn. And the Lord has come through and he's brought me to the place now where I can say the Lord has with, been with me with through so many yesterdays that I know I can entrust him with my present and my future. And it's the same with you. If you'll look back, you can see his hand upon your life. And you know because of that, and for the things he's done for you in the past, you know he's going to help you now and in the future. And he's not going to forget you. And that brings us to the Lord's table this morning. Some of you may be feeling like the Lord has forgotten you. You may feel like he's just kind of set you out to uh, pasture or just uh, let you go through some things and just doesn't even remember you. 
But you know what he says? He says, can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may may forget, but I will not forget you. He wants to remind you this morning, he hasn't forgotten you. As you come to the Lord's table, he says these last words, behold, I have carved you in the palm of my hand. He still bears those scars, folks. He's carved you in the palm of his hand. He's not going to forget you. He hasn't forgotten you in anything that you're going through today. And he never will. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.